EY, welcome. J-Law, what's happening? Well, just, you know, waiting waiting on, on Ryan. Yeah. Hey, RC. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the pod, boys. Excited to be here. Yeah, first one of the year. Happy to be here as well. Now, did we – I know you both were on last year. Did we run it – did the three of us run it together, or were you guys on with different people last year? Uh, I think I did one with RC. I might have did one with Devlin last year, too, if I don't – if I'm not mistaken. So you're saying you're a friend of the pod. A friend of the pod, yeah. Friend friend of the pod. Yeah, you know, I like to I like to come on here and tout the fact that I'm one of the only league members with true radio experience. WXL ninety dot five the buzz. <laughs> and that's when you were uh is that when you were dealing with Perk's punishment? Uh well oh well oh well so we I did the, I forgot about that. I did the high school the high school radio station. And then, yeah, Perk and I had a couple appearances as a part of the uh, Perky punishment for the waffles or for the pancakes. Pancake boy. So, how, right, how, how are your ratings in 08? You know, strong to quite strong. I think we had uh, like maybe four followers. So, get some groupies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That works. Well, Eric, I mean, you want, I mean, just want to get on the soapbox a little bit and just talk about how great you are 4-0 after a couple of rough seasons. You want to, want to start there and just kind of talk about the team a little bit? So no no soapbox here. Just uh, just a humble guy, you know, looking like I'm going to be 4-0 at the end of this week. Just happy to be there. Um, but, uh, you know, I think we've managed the injuries pretty well so far. We had Eli go down early. Um Swifty's been dealing with some stuff and then you know when I had Pittman he was had a quad injury but you know somehow I've managed to sneak my way through averaging less than 100 points to to be 4-0 and looking like it'll be in first place after after this week I'm just happy to be there and you know survive in advance and somehow make it to the playoffs and have a shot at the show well well said well said so um, all right. Well, I think the first thing we kind of want to talk about here is a couple trades. I think we got three we call legitimate trades here with some uh, data to back it up. Ryan, do you want to bring up kind of the trades and then maybe we can discuss maybe bring up the one between you guys first and we can discuss that and some of the other big ones? Sure. So we got Tyler Algier, Tyrone Davis Prince and Michael Pittman for J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Hopkins and Pat Fryermuth. Uh, I think uh, being involved in this one, my main thinking was I had Pittman as a top 10 receiver, and I really was 0-2 at the time of the trade, and I was like, well, Hopkins doesn't come back till week 7, and then he still has a bye week. Uh, so if I'm 0-7 at the time of Hopkins coming back, then he's not going to do me a whole lot. So definitely a little bit of panic. Might have given up a little too much value considering, I mean, really I did it all for Pittman. The other two guys, I mean, Davis Price, I don't even know who he is, but he's on my roster. And LGR, I got lucky that he might actually be worth some value, but you never like counting on injury. Um... And yeah, you know, truthfully, I was a little, I loved Friar Moose's uh, target share and volume, and the tight end is a pretty big wasteland this year, so definitely he carries some value. Uh, Dobbins, 
uh, hadn't yet played in the game by the time I traded him away. Um, but you know, I'm happy for Eric. I'm happy to see that uh, he looks better. Obviously, like week three, he was definitely on snap count, easing him back in, and um, and yeah, I mean. Hopkins coming off a knee injury at his year 30 season. Uh, but he's, he's still a stud, and that defense stinks, and they throw the ball a whole lot. So I, uh, I think he'll be – I think he'll be certainly – he might not be wide receiver one like he was in past years, but, I mean, I, I think like a top 20 wide receiver week in, week out is not unreasonable, which is certainly a lot of value for Eric. So, yeah. and plus he could wait on it. He was two and zero. Now he's about to be four and zero. So yeah, that was that was kind of my perspective. Get Pittman in and uh, hope for the best. Yeah, I think the, I think Eric might have got the slight upper hand on that trade, but more of just you had a lot of depth that you weren't starting, weren't going to play, um, and you got the better player in the deal. Just filled a couple holes for um for eric there but i think all in all pretty pretty fair trade i think um you know today you guys probably would go back at least i think eric would do it ryan you might be a little more hesitant but i think an all in all pretty even even trade between you two there yeah i'd like to i like to think so too i think ryan hit hit the nail on the head with his analysis on probably my thinking two and all only uh, one healthy running back on the on the roster that was any anywhere near relevance. So, was looking to add a little bit more depth on the on the running back side. And J.K. was coming back from his injury. And Ryan and I, I think we talked for what over two days trying to trying to make that thing happen. I think Mike Carroll uh, might have a little animosity towards us because we cut him out of the deal. Because really, <laughs> I think the idea was born from a group text that he started trying to get a three way deal done. So. <laughs> So he, he might be a little bit mad at us, but um... but to be fair, the day before when I thought like we were starting to pick up steam and probably we we're gonna get something done, I did come out to him. I go, hey, listen, Mike. we were uh, d- dual babysitting that day, and I was like, listen, Mike, Eric, and I, like we got some momentum. You're probably getting cut out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I thought that was the mature way to handle it, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. So, and then, and then, yeah, with uh, giving up Pittman, you know, I knew I could, uh, to Ryan's point, 2-0, just hoping that I could, you know, survive in advance again, using that term, uh, until Hop came back and, and hoping that I don't have too much of a drop-off between uh, Pittman to, to D-Hop, which I, I don't think I will. And, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> overall it's going to be a pretty decent uh, move for me. All right. Yep. Uh, now let's, let's hop on to the uh... – the blockbuster this past uh, this past week, really, I guess Saquon and I guess really <clears throat> Saquon for Adams and Pollard really are the main pieces. Yeah, Claypool and Myers thrown in there. Gainwell is Gainwell even isn't is he doing anything this year? He had a um, touchdown last week. I think it was garbage time, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, Miles Sanders is not the pinnacle of health. That's true. So, uh, might might be might be something there. And I guess I guess we pr- probably should include Myers. He's he's been hurt, but he's he's a decent kind of flex fill in play. That's that's not going to kill your team. He'll get you uh, eight to twelve points probably. 
he's a good roster spot to have when buys start coming up. Like probably yeah. not right now. You wouldn't love to start him, but if you had to throw him in your second flex spot, come buy weeks, that's you. There's going to be, there is going to be, and uh, a lot worse. That's gonna gonna be started week in week out. There's already been worse started yeah. so far here. So um, I think Eric and I were talking about this a little bit before the pod started. Um, you know, I think that Saquon might be like re draft right now. He might be the first running back taken, um, which maybe, I mean, maybe behind cup, but maybe make him the first player taken. I think even before the JT injury, just, just the volume he's getting and, and how good he looks. And then maybe McCaffrey, the other thing, but Carolina looks just as bad as the Giants. So maybe at the Giants homer in me, but I think he would have been, been right up there with those two guys. Um, so I feel like that's Tyler got the guy that, you know, you kind of wanted to draft and got there giving up for Adams, which is, is a good player, probably a top eight, top 10 wide receiver, but I think maybe overpaid. I'm assuming the Pollard, just the Zeke kind of being scared of maybe Pollard overtaking him or the Zeke injury was playing into a factor there. So I think I prefer it for uh, Mr. Silva, but I don't think it was a, you know, a bad deal for Vincent. I can understand why he did it. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I think, I think Ty probably could have for Saquon, especially now at this point, I think he could have maybe diversified a little bit more and gotten a, a share of another backfield and probably still gotten a pretty decent receiver with what he uh with what he gave up in the trade uh but certainly you know Devontae's you know a top 10 guy and John we talked about it before he may not be Aaron Rodgers good but he's still you know Devontae Adams and seen a bunch of volume so um but yeah I think I think Saquon if he can stay healthy is certainly potentially going to be a, a guy that's putting you into the playoffs if not further I love it for Silva um I, Saquon would be my, if we were drafting today, Saquon would be my number one, followed by Cup. Um, I read the rest of the season power rankings by two guys that update them every week on Fantasy Pros. They had one of them had Cup number one, Saquon number two. The other one had Saquon number one, Cup number two. So anytime, like anytime you're trading away the, the arguably the number one player in fantasy, I'm gonna I'm gonna like it for the guy who's getting that. And I mean, yeah, Adams is obviously a stud, has proven to be a stud, but if anything, like he would, Adams was drafted as a top four wide receiver and is performing more like a, like a top eight wide receiver. Whereas Saquon might've been drafted as a top 10 running back, but is performing like the number one running back. Like I'm not interested in how things were. I'm interested in how things are. And uh, Saquon's the guy this year so far Saquon is the is the guy in the Giants who would have guessed that the best uh, division in uh, professional sports or, or the NFL after four weeks would be the NFC East I just feel bad for the Washington football club <laughs> like they don't belong yeah, yeah. so you get, they should get a mascot too um, shout out to my one half of my opponents this week <laughs> Um, how about the last trade? I'm kind of intrigued with this one. Ryan, do you have the trade? Uh, yeah, we got, we got Monet getting, uh, giving up Joe Mixon, Michael Gallup, and Kyle Pitts, and Joe giving up Rashad Bateman, Damian Harris, and Mike Williams. 
uh, Ron, you want to take the first shot trying to uh, unpack this one? Sure. Um, I, you know, and I've all of all the trades looking retrospectively, I find this one the most even where I don't, I think Eric definitely won our trade. I think Silva definitely won the other trade. Like it, not like blowouts, but I find this one the most even. I feel, I feel like Joe probably won just because tight end is such a wasteland and Pitts is pretty good. Um, although he is, sucked is again he? last week, he's had three terrible weeks. Actually, I didn't realize that he had another bad week this week. So maybe he's not good. So in that case, he gave up Mixon for. Bateman Harrison. Yeah. Um, Monet, if we're just looking to date, has definitely won the trade because Harris was really good this week. Mike Williams does what Mike Williams does, where he's zero or 100. And Bateman picked up an injury. It's hard to judge by injuries, but he's actually kind of sucked since he got him. He had that one good week, so I guess Joe traded on a high. I mean, yeah, I've I like it for Joe. He's got Sanders and Mixon now, which is actually a nice one-two punch. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of think I, I think it's fair, um, pretty fair on both sides. Once again, I think Mana gets a little more depth. I think Joe, he drafted so much kind of value and just a, a bunch of kind of middle middle tier guys that I thought he needed to get a, a top player at a certain position. Um, and I think Mixon. Although the Bengals offensive line looks shitty, he still is a he can be a top and his volume and everything would make him be like a top eight running back. So I think that's what Joe needed. So I I like that for Joe. And then Pitts, I like to think talent does win out and he's clearly talented. So um I, I think he'll have better days, better days ahead. But a couple more weeks is gonna be tough to tough to claim that. But it was a good move for for Monet. Everyone hates on Damian Harris and wants to proclaim Stevenson the next great thing, but Harris all he does is score touchdowns. He's got like a touchdown in like I think like I don't know something like seventeen of the last eighteen or nineteen games he's played in or something. So he's he's always gets in the end zone, so he gets you your twelve, thirteen points. He's just really even when is it, is it Vincent or Dave they did a trade with him last year. I just think he always he always delivers. Dwayne's got a good offensive line, too. So, I mean, you can support two fantasy running backs if you're committed to the run and have a decent offensive line. Yeah. yeah Ty, really... I got the stack out of it, too, which I'm sure in his mind is a nice little additional bonus with Herbert thrown to Williams. That's true. That's, that's always true. I'm intrigued with the Patriots' backfield when whoever their third down back was I, I forgot who it was, but he got hurt week one. And Ty he comes Montgomery. Back on, what's up? Ty Montgomery got Ty Montgomery, yeah. Hurt. So if he, if he comes back week five, does he go back into that role? Because if he goes back into the role, then I think it kills, you know, Stevenson and Harris because, you know, none of them, they're off the field where right now they're all splitting first, second, and third down. So that'll be intriguing to see when that, when he comes back, how that is handled. Um, so, yeah, honestly, I think, I think a lot of, reasonable trades both ways that have not been no one seemed to really be desperate and really have to give up a piece or give up too much. I think it's kind of been mutually beneficial. 
but big pieces really moving, which is yeah. interesting for this early in the year. Usually I feel like there's a, there's a certain feeling out period where anyone at the bottom still isn't willing to give up on their big pieces. Cause they, I mean, we just drafted them a few weeks ago. You're like, no, like that's my guy. Like went in and like, usually you have a general idea of who the big pieces are that you want to go into the season with. Um, so I, I usually find that there's, it's a little harder to move big pieces here or there, but when, I guess when both people are willing to do it, that it, you know, you can make it happen. Yep. So, all right, we got a couple, uh, a couple segments here. And the first segment is called running hot. So, uh, we're halfway through tonight's game, but we've counted I calculated the number of touchdowns that uh, each team's positional players have scored. So, you know, excluding defensive touchdowns and excluding quarterback touchdowns, just your running back, your tight end, your wide receiver, and then both your flexes. So do you guys want to take a guess? And what is the, not the player, but who has scored or, what is the most touchdown scored by a team so far through four weeks? For Exclude, excluding the quarterbacks. So Lamar's rushing touchdowns don't yes, count. Excluding quarterbacks. Yep. Eighteen. Eighteen. EY. No, that seems high. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fifteen. All right. And what do you think the lowest? Touchdown. Uh, 11. Five. All right. So the most touchdowns is 14. Ooh. Right yeah. now. Um, and the lowest touchdown is six. Okay. So um, can you guess who you think has scored the most touchdowns? We got two people tied with 14. Okay, um, I'm one of them. You are correct. You are one of them. Is Matthew the other? And Matthew's the other. Yeah, that was that's going to be my guess. Both. Yeah, <laughs> I swear. Yeah, so, <laughs> both both of them with you guys with 14. Perks got 13 uh, touchdowns, and EY you have uh, you have 12. You're the you're the next high. So, um, you could sometimes say that that's running hot. You could also say you just have better players and they're scoring more touchdowns. Um, can you guess who has the has the lowest touchdowns? I think it, you disclosed that uh, you you didn't have very many, so I'll go with you. Uh, incorrect. It's actually Dave. Dave. Dave's wow. only got six touchdowns. He's obviously been carried by Lamar, putting up ungodly numbers, um, but only six positional player touchdowns. I mean. It's pretty much a couple from McCaffrey. Gabe Gabe Davis has been hurt. I think Waller might have one or two, and then Wilson. Wilson has has one or two, and then the rest is kind of. There's a reason you're getting all those notifications with all the pickups. He is he is working this year. Holy <laughs> man, his bench is a sad sad place. I don't even know who some of these people are, and I know a lot of players. <laughs> so. Uh, he's got six. Brad has seven, which I think is interesting. Um, I have seven. Joey's got seven, which I also find interesting. And Monet's got seven. Mm. Um, so so it makes sense. And then just so everyone, the other people 
Uh, Mikey's got nine. Star's got eight. Skimmy's got 11. Vincent's got eight. Jack's got eight. Devlin's got eight. And Salt has 10 touchdowns. So a pretty big discrepancy there from, you know, Matthew to Dave. That's it's about 50 points. So that's like 12, 13 points a week difference in touchdowns there. So get, given those numbers, I mean, trying to talk about, you know, power rankings and guys you you think are maybe better than their roster is portraying or more, they should be scoring more points. I will lead it off with the first, uh, first person is Brad only scoring seven touchdowns. I feel like his, his roster is, is set up to, to he's had injuries to Kittle. Is it injuries to Camara and Sutton? He's got a really new Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to deal with the Patterson, but I feel like he's been a little bit unlucky on the uh, touchdown touchdown front so i feel like he should be kind of breaking breaking out of that soon hopefully not this week but um what about you guys um well brad if we were doing just straight power rankings brad would be my number one team um so knowing that he hasn't had great touchdown luck and just looking at his general roster uh that only reinforces my, my opinion yeah, yeah. I think I think RC is uh, someone to watch out for. In all honesty, I think his his lineup is legit. And uh, and John, as we were talking about before, if J Rob, I know he didn't have a great week last week, but if he can continue to to play like he did the first three weeks of the season, then Rye, I think with the three running backs and then your receiver depth plus uh, plus Algier coming into the fold potentially now um you know maybe you can move him for another another little bump at uh at receiver and uh and maybe strengthen up that wide receiver two position but i think ryan's roster is set up for uh for some good things going forward oh gee thanks i'm blushing (laughs) yeah Uh, i would i I would i would say certainly you know matthew and and ryan and brad seem to all look pretty good um on the surface i think i think and, and salt salt be, salt will be right in there too i love salt's team as well yeah i was just about to say that um and i mean ey your team yeah i mean your team looked good this week you you need you need Dobbs to continue to actually be a guy that you can start week in and week out and then I mean, when Swift comes back, then, I mean, you bump Dobbins down to one of your flexes. And, like, if you can have Dobbins and Dobbs, or you need Walker to actually be a guy. But right now, the way Penny's running, it just does not appear as if he is a viable option. And then, obviously, when Hopkins comes back, then you got no issues. (laughs) Yeah, I need uh, need Swifty healthy and then D-Hop. I need basically I need it to be week six. <laughs> no. Eric, so so you are going to have roughly two hundred and ninety-four points against after this week. Two hundred and ninety-five points against after this week. How <laughs> many teams do you think already have that many points against before the end of this week? Meaning would, just the first three weeks. Oh, that's 15? 
if you had to ask me. <laughs> no, and nine of the teams already in three weeks are going to have the points against that you have in four weeks. Wow. Yeah, no, I I think if, if Mike does, what does Mike do the luck ranking? I think I've got to be number one this year for that. So I'm not, um, you know, not not sitting on the uh, the pedestal here, thinking my team is perfect. There's certainly some work that can be done. So I'll do a shameless plug to hit me up for uh, for some trades this week. Yeah, that's that's uh, that, that's fair. I mean, it's a lot with the NFL. You have your bottom in your division. They put you against like the lower lower teams in other divisions. It's that's you know, schedule makers do you some favor after a couple tough tough years. So that's, that's it, to be understood. I'll, I'll give Johnny some props here too. Just a really you know, he's had some consistency issues and obviously a couple disappointments. <laughs> Daryl Mooney. But you know, yeah, just yeah. like a smart, like a just a smart Josh Reynolds start right there, like that. That's just like doing your research, knowing what's going on, seeing no Chark, seeing uh, no Amon St. Brown. Like it, you got to throw to someone. That defense gives up forty-eight points a game, so you know they're gonna throw. Talking about my best player, Josh Reynolds. Yeah, I'm talking about your best player, Josh Reynolds. <laughs> God, that was a man touchdown too. That was that, was that was that was serious. So, um, next we are going to talk about uh, the pre-draft value and overpays. Uh, so that I that I drafted up here, and you guys can can roast me and say how many good picks and how many bad picks I had here. So uh, first one, QB value, I said Jalen Hurts. Just because I think that's pretty clear that for drafting today, Jalen Hurts is going right up there with Josh Allen and Lamar. Yep. Yep. Those are yep. one, two, three, for sure. Yep. Uh, Russ for $5. And he's, you know, looked bad at better week this week. I, I'm going to say that's a – that's that's a push. I think for as many QBs that were drafted higher that are struggling for five dollars, I still think Rush is probably a decent value there. Yeah, I think I think there's going to be a, a turnaround here. So I, I'd have to believe that since he's my quarterback. But um, I, I think I think the worst is behind us, and he's going to get some some better consistency going forward. I honestly like if you draft a quarterback that isn't one of those top three, it's just like. You just, I mean, Herbert, I guess, has been fine until he tried to play through rib cartilage coming up through his throat. Um, but I mean, quarterback's been kind of an unpredictable wasteland so far this year. I'm pretty tough. <laughs> maybe it's just me. I mean, until this week with Tom Brady, but I mean, uh, Jared, who would have guessed that Jared Goff would be a top five quarterback right now? Yeah, exactly. Like that type of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so um the other guy joe burrow for three dollars he had a kind of a tough start to the season but i still feel like he's he's been he's been pretty decent and chase is gonna get going soon here yeah i'm just worried that Burrow's not gonna make it through the season he's getting absolutely destroyed but yeah he's look he's looked good his fine his weapons are good yeah. Like he's probably he's still if you're taking him at the end of the year, like he went for what three dollars. Like he's 
I don't know. He's probably be my like fifth or sixth quarterback off the board right now. So yeah, obviously a value. Okay, and then my three overpays. I'll just say uh, Mahomes, Rogers, and Mac Jones, and let you guys talk about those three. So what was the price for Mahomes? Because I think twenty twenty two bucks. Yeah, so I think I think relative to the value of the other guys that went certainly lower, but I, I think Mahomes has been okay. You know what I mean? I, I think he's going to be just fine for the price that you paid, so that might be a fair one. Um, but the other two, I think certainly, uh, you know, Rodgers and, and obviously Mac Jones is already on waivers, so we already know what, what happened there. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes hasn't lost you any week. He's got a low week of 17, so, like, that's certainly good. But when you're going to pay up for a quarterback, you need him to be an advantage in the position or else you could have spent that money elsewhere. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's, the, he's the fourth quarterback. So if he went for the second most money, then it's an overpay. Yeah, I'd say that's kind of a fair, fair value. But he could he could go nuclear pretty soon as well here. But fair on that, and I think Rogers is is good. But I just don't think at eleven dollars we could could have done could have done better there. Uh, tight end values: uh, Mark Andrews, Cole Komet, Gerald Everett, and Albert O. Uh, so Mark <laughs> Andrews, I think, is self-explanatory. And then all the rest of them are dumpster fires. Uh, I think Gerald Everett's. Oh, Everett. Everett's yeah, I missed Everett. Yeah, he's been okay. He's been serviceable. So, yes, I'd give you a value there. But the Komet's been. Komet's awful. And Alberto has also been awful. Yeah. Everett's a top five tight end right now. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that for $2, I think that's. That was... Yeah. I mean, but that goes to show, like, tight end has been a pretty, a pretty big wasteland out of, like, outside of like six or seven people. Yep. yep. Um, tight end overpays. This is good for this week. Um, Hawkinson, Tanyan, Gusecki. Um, it was nice to see. It was nice to see Hawkinson kind of remind us that he is a good football player because it was getting dark there at the beginning of the year um you just wonder like is this because he got 12 targets this week is that because Amon St. Brown and um DJ Chark were out like 12 targets is a ton for a tight end so if it's not there then at the same time the Lions like look like they're going to be the highest scoring and give up the most points again. So they're going to keep throwing and having it as big of a wasteland as tight end has been having a tight end in that high of a volume passing offense is, I mean, it's not the worst thing. Yeah. I mean, this week was his first double digit week and obviously it was a blow up, but I, I, I think I have to see more from that. To, I think the jury's still out on Hawk. I think he's got potential to be fair value, but I wouldn't say he's, lights out quite yet but i think to your point ryan he's with the wasteland that tight end is he's the best option that you're gonna have of anyone else that you'd find out there 
I think I think this would have been a, a clear win before this week. Um, we'll see when the rest of their offense kind of returns um, what happens. But that week alone potentially could could win Devlin the week. So um, for just that this single performance, probably worth it. And what, what were the other two, John? Uh, Tanyan and Gasaki. Yeah, I think both both misses there, right? So yeah, I think they're either they've been on waivers or they would be hitting waivers soon. Yep. I think Tanyan is there. And I think if Timmy and Skirp don't drop him soon, he, they might as well. Um, running back values. I have um, Derek Henry, AJ Dillon, Eli Mitchell, Antonio Gibson, um, the Pats and the Pats um, running backs. Um, Eli, Eli makes me sad. I think, I think, yeah, I, you I th- can't predict I, injuries, yeah. so take well, that we'll, one out. Yeah, we'll see when he comes back how he is, but uh, certainly I, I liked him at the value I got relative to, to that offense and how much they run. Um, Gibson, I mean, he started out week one, looked good, got a ton of passing game work, and then McKissick is slowly done what McKissick does and now you got Brian Robinson coming back uh, maybe as soon as next week but it looks like within the next couple of weeks um, so you just wonder how many how much how many days left of him being fantasy relevant in a can confidently start way are, yeah. uh, happening I think Henry's trending in the right direction right for you so I think that's going to end up being being a hit for you, John, on the on the value pick there, if he can uh, stay healthy and keep up what he's done the past couple of weeks. And who who is the other guy uh, there, John? Patriots running backs, and and they were both they were both seven seven and eight dollars. Then AJ Dillon. Yeah, I mean, if we're drafting again today, I would gladly pay seven or eight dollars for Harris or Stevenson, and yeah, and AJ Dillon's. Um, I would gladly take him as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they're all those are good, good value buys. Um, let's see, overpays. I have Najee Harris, Cam Akers, uh, Damian Pierce. And those are my three running back overpays. So I think the only one you missed on might be Pierce at this point. So I don't. I think Najee hasn't been quite what he's expected. He's been fighting that injury. Um, certainly not winning the league like he did for Brad last year. And uh, but I think uh, Damian Pierce is looking like he could be rookie of the year potential. So yeah, as rookies tend to do, sometimes they start slow, getting their feet wet. But yeah, the last two weeks. Obviously looked very good. The Chargers' run defense kind of sucks, and Chicago's <laughs> run defense also sucks, and those were his last two matchups. So, um, so I mean, but that's part of being a good fantasy running back is, like, when you have plus matchups, you have to get plus scoring, and he did. So that's when talent meets opportunity. 
um, you got to take advantage. And he did the last two weeks. Yeah, my my always thought was just how much is he going to come off the field um, when they're trailing by a lot because Davis Mills looks pretty bad. Um, yeah, but I guess they've been competitive in most of their games. So he either gets the, you know, the long run last week early or he's been competitive most of the games, so it really hasn't been an issue. And you know, other than Jacksonville, that division looks pretty bad. Yeah. So a, if, if they're, they're competitive in games, he should be good. And like Jacksonville's Jacksonville's good, definitely beating expectations. But I mean, I'd take a breath before we call them world beaters. So it's not like the other teams in that division, such as the Texans, can't keep a relatively close game with them. Yeah. Yep. I would agree with the assessment on that. Uh, wide receiver values. Uh, DJ Moore, that's not going to age well. Mike <laughs> Evans and Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Drake London. Yeah. yeah. Three, three for four there, John. Yeah. Um, I actually like DJ Moore coming in this year, too. But I just I mean... I mean, we're asking the question, when is Sam Darnold coming back? Which means <laughs> the fact that that's a relevant question <laughs> means that things aren't going so well there. Um, and, yeah, would you pay six bucks for Drake London? I know he had yeah. a rough, rough week this week, but a lot of good wide receivers have. I mean, Justin Jefferson had a rough week. Jamar Chase has had rough weeks. The only one who has, feels like is yet to have a rough week is, like, Cooper Cup. I don't like the top guys. Yeah. And I'm I'm Ross St. Brown might be a top top ten receiver with what's going on in Detroit. I, I would take he's for, for easy, fourteen dollars. If we're drafting I, today, he's easily top ten in my book. <laughs> yeah. So um and then overpays uh Debo and Gabe Davis. I think we all know what I'm gonna say to the first one. Uh, I will. I will say that that with Garoppolo at quarterback, I will take a a hardcore loss on that. The Trey Lance uh, was going to be my was the reason I was out on him. With uh, Garoppolo, hundred percent, he is he is going to be the stud he was last year. Agreed. He's honestly like I didn't I didn't really understand like the going to Trey Lance. I, I just think they're a better team with Garoppolo. Yeah. And 100% like, are. Shanahan seems like a smart guy, and like they are win now. It's not like you're like if if they weren't a win now team, I'd be like, yeah, like go to Trent. But they're like a they're like a top six team. Like they got Super Bowl aspirations. So you play the person who gives you the best chance of winning. I guess it could be like a like when Clemson started Trevor Lawrence over. I forgot who they're quarterback was at the beginning of the year because they thought that Trevor Lawrence would give him the best chance at the end of the year. I guess that could have been the approach with Trey Lance. But yeah, I think unfortunately, I don't think we get to see what Trey Lance could actually do. I mean, his one game that he really played in was just an absolute monsoon. So it was pretty tough to judge if he could throw the football, but I, you know, when you have like him and they were just going to run him 15 times, just steals a lot of touchdowns and, and then doesn't he's not going to throw for 300 yards. So um, that was why I was down on Devo. But yes, I, I, you know he's he's looking great. And then Gabe Davis um, looked great week one. Kind of been hurt. That was more of just the price of Gabe Davis. I think that they were 
some better receivers in the $20 range. Um, or some I mean, even Gabe receivers Davis in. is averaging four in the games that he's actually played. He's averaging four targets. You can't pay $30 for a receiver and have them get it four times. It's just like a pro, like it's a good offense and he's going to, he's a good player and he's going to have good weeks and he probably has decent, as good a touchdown upside as like almost any other receiver in the league. But like that volume, you, you can't pay $30 for four targets a game. Uh, I, I paid $25 for four catches through four weeks. So <laughs> you can do anything you want. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I think it kind of goes through. I, obviously, I feel like I do a good job evaluating talent, just not drafting talent. Um, <laughs> Got to fix that for next year. Um, uh, so playoff teams, we kind of want to talk about playoff teams. So my playoff teams that uh, I listed b- before the season, um, I said Ryan Carroll, Chris Silva, Brad Moringer, Matthew Lawrence, Eric Yando. Myself and Vincent would be the uh, the seven playoff teams, and I said I was going to take down Salt and the ship. Um, feel pretty good about most of those predictions. Um, feel like everyone there is, is playing pretty well. And then for the toilet bowl, I said Monet takes down Sean. Um, so, what do you guys? What are your thoughts first on the on the toilet bowl? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you're that far off. Like I said, I think that trade helped Monet. Um, he needed it more than Joe. And so I think I would throw Jack into that conversation for talking now. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, your playoff teams, like, yeah, the, I, I don't love Vincent's team. For being honest, but your other six, I, I, yeah, I would probably put those somewhere in the top seven power ranking. So I think you did pretty good there. Yeah, I think I, I'd agree. I think I think Skirp and the Skimmy team is got the potential to to sneak in there. I think they're couple pieces away from having having a really good team their bench is pretty thin though um but uh yeah i think i think dev might find a way to sneak out of the toilet bowl i think i think his you know chase hasn't quite been what he was last year obviously i think he's gonna pick it up um he's probably screaming at his tv right now watching matt stafford throw fade routes to a rob and just (laughs) not having it work so i think I think at some point a Rob's got to become somewhat relevant. I, I just, I don't know. I can't imagine the first year he's got a good quarterback that he's just that bad at football. Um, so I, I don't see dev dev st- sneaking into the toilet bowl, but I also don't want to speak Jack's name out loud to be a toilet bowl candidate because I know that'll make him write me off as a friend for the next four to five <laughs> weeks. So <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I don't, Skimmy's team, I'll give you a little push right there. It's just like really thin. And now, I mean, who knows if two is going to play football again this year. So what does that do to Waddle? It seemed like Bridgewater, like only wanted to throw to Hill. Um, obviously very short sample size. Um, but then like, I mean, Eckler's good. Evans is good. And if Waddle's not a stud, 
then like what he's got Gasecki, Heinz might get some value over the next couple of weeks. Dotson is kind of whatever, and then like his whole bench is like nothing. So it's like he's got like three. He's got Josh Allen, Evans, and Eckler. See, I, I like their starting roster. I think more than you. I think they've got no. They've got no depth. But you're so starting Heinz and, and Dotson. Heinz and Dot like the flexes count. Like I don't love that. Well, I like, like I like Dotson. I don't like Heinz. Dotson Dotson's got like more like ten catches on the years and four of them have been touchdowns. I feel like talking about running hot. That's yeah. That's almost Here's Dotson's receptions over the four games: three, four, two, three. So he's got. Let's do it quick. He's got twelve catches, and four of them are touchdowns, and one of them's a two point conversion. Yeah. So that, he's, I mean, he's a rookie receiver, so maybe he, he he kind of, you know, second half of the year turns it on. He just Curtis Samuel's look good, and McLaurin's still there. Wentz is just throwing a lot. If that if that changes, um, I, I feel like the touch and the touchdowns kind of regress. I feel like. It's going to be a tough, tough start. I like him. I think he's going to be good. There you go. Um, who's winning the title? Hmm. Man. I don't want to choose Brad because he broke my heart. I said, I know. I'm looking at Brad's roster. I'm going to go with Chris Silva from just an absolute, just an absolute David versus Goliath coming out of nowhere and getting his first four playoff wins. Who's he beating? Uh, I think he, I'll go with Bimo because that's who I actually wanted to choose. So I'll put him in second place. Yeah, I think, I think Bimo's roster right now is certainly one of the stronger ones. And I think Ryan's going to, I like Ryan's roster a lot. So I, like I said, I think Ryan, if you can find, you know, a second receiver, Named Chris Godwin. Yeah, exactly. If he can, if he can get back to relevant, I think between him or Lockett, I, I think you've got a good combination of depth. You certainly have some studs. I think you beat Brad, and uh, and I'm gonna say you sneak it out, right? I think you're gonna be the guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I got to watch firsthand um, the destruction of what Silva can do to a roster. Um, I, I think my uh, between the yeah the London game and like the first maybe fifteen minutes he already had four or five touchdowns against me and I'm like oh my 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 week's over at one thirty on on Sunday so uh, I'm gonna go Silva with the win and I think he beats Matthew I think I think Matthew has got a lot of a lot of depth he's got a lot of good running backs and eventually he's going to he's going to make some trades he's going to make a little trade to get that second uh, receiver but i think he does that i mean he's got Diggs already he's got Andrews he's got a bunch of good receivers quarterbacks 
has got to kind of work around the Lance injury, but I say I think he makes it there and Silva beats him. I do like Matthew's team. Yeah, that's a that's a good call. I do. Um, yeah. I think he needs, he needs another. I think yeah, Andrews team. and Diggs are studs. If you can get one more, I guess Jacobs scoring thirty two points is and looking pretty good. But yeah, he's got he's got the depth for sure. He's got think, he's got he's, Lenny, he's, Jacobs, he, and Penny right now. Which yeah, he's one he's one good one good trade away from. Yeah, that wide receiver two spot for him. If he can sure that up, I think yeah, John, that's a it's a good call there too. Teams I'm a little worried about. I'm worried about Mike climbing down, and I, I'm worried about Stars team too. I just I don't love it. I don't trust it. I don't. I just don't trust anything about it really. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> Star always outside of outside of St. Brown when he yeah healthy, but like nothing else do I feel like is dependable. Take I think his team's going the wrong direction. Poor, poor Javante. Yeah. I, th- I think Star's team could have gone one of two ways when he drafted it, and I think it's trending the wrong way right now. Obviously, with yeah. the Javante ACL injury, that's going to hurt him. I don't know how much that really helps Melvin Gordon. Um, maybe it gives him a little bump, but I'm sure Boone's going to be a hot hot waiver ad this week. So, like, sad about Javante Williams. I thought, really, he was one of the players I was excited to see, like, take that next jump. I really – I said, like, oh, I thought he could be this year's Jonathan Taylor. Like, that hadn't quite come to be, but, like, the talent's obvious on the screen. Yep. But, honestly, do you think Melvin Gordon, would you rather have Melvin Gordon without Javante Williams or have Javante Williams with Melvin Gordon being a thorn in his side? I think I'd rather have Javante Williams with Melvin Gordon being a thorn in his side. I I think I would, too, just because it seems like the – um, coaching staff is going to bring in they, Latavius Murray, Mike Boone are still going to play. So it's not going to be like the Melvin Gordon show, like it would have been last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I still think there was chance um, for uh, Javante to take over. Boone, catch that ball? Who? Boone. Boone. Like dropped the ball <laughs> at the end of the game, like hit him directly in the hands and right in the basket. Oh, no, I did not. So we didn't give Joey a lot of little Joey, just nothing, not doing it for you guys. I feel bad about that. I do like Joe's team. I think Joe, I think Joe gets into the playoffs. Yeah. I think it's good. All right. Um, about 50 minutes right now. What about, Any... what about hot hands? Oh, I think he is. About, really. I think he's got some some issues ahead of him. Um, I mean, he is speaking of running hot with the touchdowns. He's got a bunch of touchdowns and a bunch of touchdowns. I mean, he's a fancy savant, so maybe that's why he starts Rex Burkhead and he gets a touchdown. Like <laughs> Devin Duvernay, like catching two balls, scoring touchdowns. Thank got a kick return touchdown for him. So. He has been running especially, especially hot. Um, I feel like when one of his three players goes and then he had the, the Tua, like 40-point week that kind of won him a week. So now he's got to figure out quarterback too. Um, I feel like when the Chiefs have a bye or when the Cowboys have a bye or when the Rams have a bye, it's going to be very tough for him to, to win those weeks because he's so dependent on those three. 
those three guys. I mean, shit between Cup, Lamb, and Kowsey, they've all had a good game this week, and he's still gonna he's still gonna lose. But you know, he's, he'll find he grinds the waiver run. He finds those guys. And do you or do you not think Star goes with a two a name? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, I think they watched. I think they watched the injury when it happened. I would say no. I think Star, like something like hot hands to two of fingers or something. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, man. I think been more likely. I think Star's probably in a dark place with uh, Javante Javante piece right now. Any other teams that we really didn't? You know, I always like to kind of go through everyone. Let's, let's look at Vincent, the leagues. Can we talk about Vincent's team? We talked about Vincent's team just kind of. During the trade, yeah. During the trade. He's got – I do like Christian Kirk. He didn't have a great week this week, but Philly's defense is no joke. Who's got them? John, is that you? Yeah, who's my best player. <laughs> They're good. I mean, we haven't we haven't really deep dived into Jack's team and gone through the roster at all. I just I, he's never listening this far into the podcast. Anyway. <laughs> True. I mean, I don't I don't hate Jack's team. I just don't love Jack's team. I kind of hate it. I love T Higgins, but like you got to love more than one person. Yeah. So the the T Higgins Jamar Chase debate. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen that it kind of break down like over the past five games, 10 games, 15 games, uh, like the target share, the touchdown, the yardage between the, the two of them, it's pretty much the exact same. Yeah. So just, it's kind of crazy. Jamar Chase, everyone ranks him higher. Everyone says he's better. Maybe it's because he's just, he has that more flashy games, but I mean, Higgins is what only a year or two older. Um, and I feel like I feel like they are. You'd rather have Chase, but for the extra twenty twenty five dollars, you know, that's a couple extra extra players there. I think Higgins might have been the better value. For sure, I. Yeah, so, I think I'm. I almost think I'd rather have Higgins right now, but they're close. I mean, they're both good. Does Jack make a trade this year? Yes. Jack always yeah. makes at least one trade. Yeah, he's 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 definitely he's someone's gonna get the Buffalo defense off him. He's, he's gonna need he's gonna need someone. Someone's gonna go and give him a flex worthy player for the Buffalo defense and he's gonna he's gonna need that. So I think that I think that happens. It's just like I don't I want to like his players. I just don't none of them are tr- like Cooper looked great, and then he drops a, like a one a one banger. Like it's just, I you just I can't. Every year I I talk myself into being like, oh, this is Ayuk, this is Ayuk's year. I don't know. I'll probably trade for him at some point. <laughs> I just want to believe. All right, boys. I think I think with that we are gonna gonna sign off. Appreciate you both uh, joining me, and uh, best of luck in uh, week five. Yeah, good uh, good luck to you all. Best of luck the rest of the way, and uh, 
hopefully we're invited back uh, shortly. Go Niners. Go Debo. Go Niners. Later, boys. Later. Later.